When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Jubin Dana with Dana Legal Services. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Gary. So, Jubin, what made you decide to get into law? You know, I was, uh, I've always been curious about things. I've always been curious about how things are built and how things are put together. And I was uh, an engineer in engineering school and I was doing my master's. And a friend of my dad's explained to me this area of patent law. And uh, what patent law is all about, what trademark law is all about. <clears throat> and after I heard that, I was like, this this is me. This is me. I, I, I love the idea of interacting with people, especially people who innovate, create, start their own work, start their own business, and they want to do something different, something better. So kind of I got into law because someone told me about this area of law. <laughs> right, right. So in, in doing what you do with um, patents and copyrights and stuff like that, what is it about, about that in particular that, that excites you? I deal with people that are excited about what they do. You know, I think that's the, that's the best part of it. I mean, whether you talk to an inventor who's just come up with something or whether you talk to an entrepreneur who's just set up their business, they're excited. They're pumped about what they do. I, I think there's some areas of law that are very emotionally demanding, like, I don't know, criminal law, for example. You're right. dealing with someone who's very stressed, nervous. The energy is very different from when you're dealing with someone who's, hey, I just came up with something or, hey, I just set up my business. The right. excitement level is there. I think that's the most exciting part for me. So in this, I mean, are you? can you tell us kind of what the difference is between a patent versus a copyright versus a trademark? Yeah. Um, they're, they're all, there's probably another category too called trade secrets. But um, so we start with, uh, let's start with copyrights. Copyrights basically protect an expression in a medium and the laws are designed around controlling reproduction and distribution. So for example, making words printed on a page, uh, putting video content on a CD, anything that's reproduced and distributed in a medium. That's what copyrights protect. Okay. So if I was to read something and I was to, to do something that I read, you know, do the thing that I read about, that's not protected by copyrights. It's only when I go reproduce it or Xerox it or photocopy it or, you know, okay. do that with it. Trademarks are intended to help consumers identify origin of goods and services. So trademarks are words or a combination of words that identify the goods or services provider. So it's a brand, it's a name, it's a label that tells people, hey, this is the origin of the good. And that's why the trademark office is so picky about 
two people having the same mark for the same goods or services. They don't allow that. Um, on the other hand, the trademark office allows you to register your brand and then prevent other people from being able to use it because they don't want consumers confused. So one of the most important things a business can do is protect their brand. Because a lot of people say, hey, I registered my business. Uh, this is my business name. But until you register it federally and with states, but most importantly, federally, you don't own your brand. Okay. So anyone can go register your brand and use it for the same goods and services and come stop you from using it. And I've had clients come to me after they've received letters. And then patents protect know-how, the idea, like how to do something, uh, how to put something together, how to build something. So that's what patents protect. And then trade secrets are intended to keep something secret so that it's protected from public use or reproduction or um, making without knowing the secret. So in a good example that's always used by attorneys is the secret uh, or the formula for making Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Okay. They've got that kept under lock and seal. They've got it broken into separate parts. No one person knows everything. So they've taken steps to keep it a secret. So other things that trade secrets include, for example, uh, customer lists, you know, uh, vendors that you use. Those are all trade secrets too. It's not just know-how. So okay. copyrights protect expression, trademarks protect brands and names, patents protect know-how, and trade secrets protect information so that it's not publicly made known. Got it. Now, when you register these, um, obviously you got to get approval. You know, you can't just say, oh, I registered it, so it's, you know, trademarked or whatever. Are these, how long are these good for once you get approval? So trade secrets, let's start backwards because it's the longest one. Trade secrets are good for as long as you can keep it a secret. There's no registration process. It's just you put up uh, mechanisms by which the idea or the concept is kept from public. So as long as you can keep it secret, it's a secret. So if someone was to somehow reverse engineer Coca-Cola's formula, then it no longer would be protected. You know, then they could go do it as long as they didn't steal it or inappropriately acquire it. So trade secrets are forever, as long as you can keep them a secret. Okay. Patents last 20 years from the day you file. So you have 20 year period after you file and go through the process and get the patent. It's a 20 year from the day you file. Copyrights are basically the life of the author plus a certain number of years after the author passes away. And trademarks are, again, forever as long as you're using it. Okay. And every so often you have to file a statement in the trademark process to say you're still using it. So for a, say for a patent, if I, you know, whatever, I have a widget and I put a little twist on it in how it's, how it's manufactured or how it's used. Am I able then, I mean, am I infringing on somebody's patent or am I okay doing something like that? That's a great question because oftentimes people think when they have a patent, they have the right to do it. Patents are negative rights. Patents are the right to stop others from doing. They're not the right to do what you've patented okay. because there may be other patents that prevent you from doing what you've got in your patent. So if you improve a widget, 
you may be able to stop others from doing the improvement on the widget, but you may not be able to build the improved widget because someone has a patent on the underlying widget that you improve. Okay. So patents are negative rights. They're not positive rights. Okay. That's, that's good to know because lots of times you, you know, generally you think, oh, if I got a patent on something, that means I can, I can do it. But what you're saying is not necessarily. Not necessarily. You have a right to stop others from doing what you have patented. Right. But, you know, it doesn't mean that you can go build it. Right. Now, what are some of the, you know, when people are, are trying to, um, you know, get the, the, the trademarks or the copyrights, what are some of the, the mistakes that you see that, that business owners are making when they're trying to do this? Um, I, I think the biggest mistake is failure to do. It's, it's the failure to act. It's thinking that, you know, um, I've done enough. So I think the number one mistake that people make is failure to act. And that act is a combination of not knowing what they need to do, plus thinking they've done enough. Okay. So if you don't talk to someone who really understands the space, then you think you've done enough and you're good enough, but you're not. Like, for example, so many people come to me and say, hey, I registered my business. I've got a business registration. I filed with the state. Why am I not protected with my brand? Well, because you did a state registration of a business name, that doesn't mean you're federally protected as a brand to do business because there's a lot of businesses that don't sell products under their business name. Right. They sell products under a different brand, you know, um, some business on the other hand do. So number one mistake is thinking you've done enough and not knowing. I, I think the next biggest mistake people make is thinking that they can do it on their own. Right. And not realize that they have to understand the law to do it on their own. It's, it's this, this is the analogy I give people. If you were accused of a crime and the prosecution is taking you to court, you have the option of representing yourself. Or you have the option of hiring someone to represent you. Now, you can represent yourself. There's nothing illegal about that. That's completely legal. The problem is you don't understand the law at the level that someone who's been doing it day in, day out understands it. So you right. don't know whether the, someone's going to sneak in stuff that they shouldn't be sneaking in, whether they're going to ask you questions they shouldn't be asking you. Uh, you know, right. it's just something that you don't know. And therefore, you don't know that you don't know. And it goes right. back to my first point, not having enough information. Right. What? So I register my business here in Maryland. Um, and I register a trade name and so forth. Can somebody else in another state register that same name and trade name? Sure. That can definitely happen because states are individual. And that's why you try to get federal registration of your brand. So okay. if someone tries to register in the state as a business name and then work and, you know, trade under it, you can stop them. Okay. Um, so protecting your brand name is different from registering your business. Okay. So that's a, a big distinction between the two. Yeah. What, um, you know, it, it, it just trying to come up with something here. So, you know, ABC cleaning, I register that here in Maryland. Would, if I tried to register that federally, would I be able to do that? Or is that kind of too generic for them to, to allow that registration. 
Yeah, and this is where you're getting into the whole examination process when you try to register something. The trademark office will has examining attorney. So once you file your application, they'll take a look at it and tell you uh, on various different levels whether you can have it or not. So one reason you couldn't have it is because it's too descriptive of your goods. Okay. So you may be able to get ABC cleaning for cleaning services, but you wouldn't be able to get the word cleaning for cleaning services. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is someone may already have it registered. So that's another reason they wouldn't let you have it. Um, and then the thing that people have got to remember is that the trademark office doesn't care about the differences in phonetic spelling. So like when we spell the word quick, right. you can spell it correctly. You can spell it K-W-I-K. You can do all kinds of phonetic plays on it. Right. So if someone has registered the words that sound the same as your words, that can also be an issue. So again, you got to remember that most people, when they talk about brands, they talk about a brand. So that confusion can occur because it's not always visual. It's sometimes right. verbal. Okay. So, so I, I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I think mean. the point is, you know, you can get the registration done, but it depends. Okay. So, I mean, it, it keeps going back to, you need to have a professional that's done this a few times to, to help you through this process because otherwise it could be very confusing you know in order in order to not sound self-serving i have to, you know, <laughs> yes you have to have a professional but here's here's the point i want to make you can do it yourself and then run into trouble and hire the professional you can hire the professional up front and work with them to avoid the trouble down the road right either way you're going to eventually need the professional the question is do you do it up front at a lower cost or do you do it on the back end at a much higher cost? Right, so right. It's just all dependent on you. And I think, you know, we're all wise enough to know that there are certain things we're good at. Like some people get into business to sell T-shirts. Right. They're going to go buy the T-shirt already made. They're not going to go try to mill cotton to then turn it into thread. To, you know, they're not going to right. do all. They're going to leave that to the professionals who make and grow cotton. Right, right. So, you know, you can always plant your own cotton. You can always, you know, try to do your own thing. It's just sometimes it's worth it to hire someone to cut out all that extra effort and energy. And your time is valuable. I mean, your time as a business owner is, should be spent in growing your business, not in learning how to file a trademark application. Because right. for me, it might take an hour to do. For you, it might take five or six hours. And then we'll mess up and then we got to, you know, try it again and then back and forth. And yeah. then you got to come. I believe me, the, the first time I filed a trademark application, I had someone who knew exactly what they're doing, sitting over my shoulder, guiding me through it, you know, and then the second time, maybe a little less supervision. Now, you know, the thousandth time, it's just second right. nature. Right. No, I agree. I think too many times in business, uh, people doing the DIY just is not the right way to go. Um, just because there's too many mistakes. And like you said earlier, we don't know what we don't know. That's right. That's right. And think about it this way as well. You're entering a line of work and you're doing a business, right? If someone wanted to do that business that you provide on their own as a DI, do it yourself kind of approach, you'd probably tell them it's not worth it. I, I know how to do it. I'm a very good person. I'm an expert at doing it. I can do it very efficiently. If you try to do it on your own, you'll mess up. Right. <laughs> You know, let's say your your business is construction. You know, I know how to nail a nail into a wall, 
The question is, do I know how to do it the right way to code the standards that, right. you know, not hitting that pipe behind the drywall and <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff. Exactly. 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 <laughs> um, what, uh, I guess, you know, we, 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 I understand, okay, hey, you want to make sure that you um, come to a professional like you uh, to protect your brand. What are, what other advice would you give someone when it comes to protecting your brand? I, I think my advice breaks down into three parts. First of all, when you decide to identify your brand, don't pick something that's descriptive of the goods or the services you're going to provide because you're going to have a difficult time registering that. The more arbitrary or the more fanciful, the better. The second thing is do a little bit of research to see if you can protect the domain names associated with the brand you're going to go after. A lot of people don't think about this. Right. And not only protect the domain name, let's say your brand is um, uh, the weatherman. Okay. Don't just protect the weatherman. Protect as a domain name, as a domain name by registration. I'm not talking about filing federal. I'm talking about registration of domain names. Go after weatherman, not just the weatherman. Also misspell weather, you know, uh, instead of spelling it, you know, like the word weather, as in temperature, spell it like the word weather, as in this or that. Right. You know, so go after all those different permutations, because those are things that people who see your business as a success will try to do to divert traffic away from you. Hmm. So number one, find the brand name that is not descriptive of the goods or services. Number two, Go look at all the different domain name variations that are close to your brand that you would want to have the website be the main website and then right. direct all those other ones to the main website so that people don't redirect traffic. And number three, it is really important to know how to hire the right professional to help you do this. What, what, what are some of the, you know, you, you're saying to, to, to hire the right professional. I mean, obviously... I've talked on this show a ton of times about, you know, that there are people that have specialties, especially, you know, in law, that there's a, a bunch of different specialties and things like that. Um, you know, obviously, you know, finding out if somebody, you know, does this, I'm going to say this for a living, what else can they do to make sure that they're hiring the right professional? For me, the, the, if you're going to hire someone who's a professional and, and, and an expert at what they do, you have to somehow assess and find out if they are. And you're not an expert, so you don't know what an expert looks like. However, I will give you some pointers that will help. People who are experts at what they do typically put out a lot of content and information and share content. So do they have a lot of videos that explain how to do all this stuff? Are they afraid of telling you how to do it on your own right. because a professional should never be. I'm, I'm happy to tell you exactly how to do it on your own. If you want me to do it, I'll do it for you. If you want to do it, go for it. But you need to look to see if they put content and information out there because a professional that's an expert in something is very comfortable talking about it. So you should be able to see content from them. The other thing is people who use that professional should be able to say, this guy knew what he was doing. I felt comfortable. I trusted this guy. So I think a combination of seeing what content is out there, in other words, what videos have they made, what things have they made, with the social media nowadays, 
you can put a thousand pieces of content out there easily. So they right. should be doing that. And number two, what are the people saying that use them? You know, what are the reviews like? Because that, again, that all adds up to the professional representing themselves as being a professional in a public setting. Right. Once you see those two things, you'll get a sense as to whether this person does this on a regular basis or not. Like if you were to ask me about labor employment law, I'd be like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, it would be it would be unsophisticated and complex in its explanation. Whereas if I know what I'm doing, it would be very sophisticated yet simple in its explanation. Right, right. I I always tell people if if unless you're asking somebody how to build a widget, I mean, to me, somebody should be able to explain what they're doing or, or a task in layman's terms. That's right. And step-by-step step and give yeah. you, and, and not be hesitant to answer any question you ask. Like people ask me, what's it cost? I tell them right away. Right. How much is this? I tell them right away. You know, it's like people ask questions because they want answers, not right. because they want the answer you want to give. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. So we covered a bunch of stuff here quickly. What have I not asked you that you wish that I had? I think one thing that, you know, is important to always be aware of and ask is what is the business plan and the revenue associated with these ideas? So all of these things that you're protecting, you're protecting it for the purposes of, in my personal opinion, and wrong or right, to protect the revenue stream. Right to maximize your revenue stream. So one thing that I wish you'd ask me, or I wish people would ask their attorney is, or at least explain to their attorney is, this is how I'm going to make money from this brand, this idea, these things. So that the attorney has a clear connection between your widget, your gadget, your idea, and your revenue stream. Too often people explain what they want to protect but not the reason for why they want to protect it. Like I've had people come to me and say, hey, will you write this patent for me? I said, sure. And I asked them, why do you want to do this? And their answer is, oh, well, because, you know, I want something with my name on it. That's a whole different thing than, you know, I, why do you want to do this? Well, I've got this business model and it does this and I'm just going to generate revenue from here. And generate revenue from there. I'm like, okay, now that you're going to generate revenue from here, here, we need to protect this and this. Right. I, I know I, I talk to people a lot of times like, well, why are you want to go this route or whatever? And there is, well, somebody told me I had to do that. And it's just like, you know, just like you're saying though, it's like, you know, getting the reasoning and getting the why behind it helps us. And, you know, in your case helps you know, okay, this is what we need to truly protect. Right, right. I mean, people come into a hardware shop and say, I want a Phillips head screwdriver. And the hardware store owner says, why do you want that? And they're like, well, because I've got a nail I can't nail very well. Right. And the, then, the, then the hardware store owner goes, well, you've got the wrong tool. Right. You need this thing. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. So, Jubin, if people like what they hear and they want to reach out to you, how can they get in touch with you and ask some questions and learn more about the process? Um, I, I think the best way is to email us. Uh, it's at, the, the email address is simple. It's info, I-N-F-O, at Donna Legal, Dana Legal Services, D-A-N-A Legal Services. Or <clears throat> they can go onto our YouTube channel and take a look. Um, our YouTube channel is The Patent Guru. 
Um, and then from there, they can connect to us through our website and, and send us a, an email for a free consult. We set those up. It takes, you know, we do 15 minute consults. Within 15 minutes, I can get a good understanding or any one of my team members that you talk to will get an understanding of what you need. And then based on that, make recommendations for you. But the consults are really designed to answer your questions. Great. Really appreciate your time. I think you had a lot of, a lot of good advice for our listeners. Um, I really think it's something you know, important as people build their their business to to be able to protect it. They all buy insurance and other things to protect it. Why not protect your brand? That's right. And I appreciate being here and thank you for having me. And again, um, I, I, I love sharing information with people. So please don't hesitate. Reach out if you need us. Great. Thank you. Our guest this week was Jubin Dana with Dana Legal Services. See you guys next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>